Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Prep Life Podcast. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Anger. And today I am joined by a special guest, Miss Kaylee Obert, and she is a fitness coach. She's been fitness coaching since 2018. She's a mom of two, a seven-year-old and a six-month-old. She specializes in lifestyle and contest prep. And she focuses on empowering women in their fitness journey. She is also a nationally level, national level bikini competitor and a wife. So Kaylee, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're here. And um, tell us a little bit about what started your business journey. So you, first of all, if you would share the name of your business as well. Uh, I just started my own coaching business, actually, Cupcake Muscle. Um, I started competing myself in 2014, which is a long time ago now. Um, And so I did that. Let's see, I started coaching in 2018 is when I first started coaching, Um, actually under that same brand, Cupcake Muscle. Um, I just, I wanted to help women. There was a lot of information out there. Um, and as you know, as you know, not always great information. And so I was like, you know what? I just want to do it differently. I want to focus on health, focus on longevity in the sport. Um, and so that's kind of how it was born. What got you interested in competing in 2014? Uh, I saw a local girl post a picture from her show day and my then it was my husband but then it was my at the time my boyfriend I was like I'm gonna do this and he's like you can't do that it's too hard and like that's all it took like he wasn't (laughs) being mean he was just saying like I don't think you understand what it takes to compete um and I was like "Mm, I'm gonna show him so I just like dived in found a random coach and did a show. And then once I stepped on stage, I was like, Oh, I really like this. (laughs) Nice. How'd you do at your first one? Uh, I think I got second place at my first show. Showed him. (laughs) Yeah. Showed him. I showed him for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was, it was tough and that was on a really old school, you know, people would say old school bodybuilding style where it was like, I had a meal plan and there was no substitutions. Like I remember my first peak week, I had like, I got tilapia only for every meal. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's And rough. I was like, I, remember, like the I, plan actually, I, was on. I almost passed out in the hallway and I was like, but this is what you do. I'm hardcore, right? I had like no <laughs> muscle. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> well, you did pretty well. Um, so where are you located right now? I'm in Quincy, Illinois, um, okay. which is about two hours from St. Louis and four hours from Chicago. And what's your educational background? Uh, I have my bachelor's degree. I actually went to school for broadcast journalism. Um, oh, okay. But entry level was low, and I had I already worked um, in the nursing field um, at a veteran's home, so I never actually used my degree. I just took an office job there. Um, okay. I was there ten years, I think, um, and then went full time coaching in two thousand nineteen. Okay. What sparked your interest in wanting to coach? Because it was, it was like four years in between if I'm. Yeah. Right. So, you know, people used to always ask, cause you know, when, when you compete on social media, people will just see, Oh, she looks fit. I want her to coach me. And they would message me and be like, mm-hmm. will you coach me? And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't know how to coach. I'm just coached. 
And uh-huh. so there was some local people. I live in a very small town and there was somebody who like did one show and became a coach and just trashing women. Like, I mean, super low calorie. She didn't know what she was doing. I think maybe she meant well. And I was like, I want to be different than this. Like, I just, I want to help women, but I want them to be able to compete and still be able to live healthy afterwards. So I I got my NASM certifications because I was like, you know, what do you do? There's no like playbook for how to become a competition yeah. prep coach. Like it's not had, like a major. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I had four years of, of experience with a really good coach that knew what he was doing. Um, so I felt like that was education in itself to at least know like proper protocols. So then I just went and got some certifications because I'm like, I feel like I can't just be a coach without certifications. Like somebody's going to ask, you know, and yeah. now years later, I realized there's much more um, quality. You, you're more qualified by being just an experienced coach versus having like, you know, whatever you can list off that you've went to school for. Mm-hmm. especially when it comes to bodybuilding, you know, there's, there's just no playbook for it. No, no yeah. formal education for it. So many nuances. So I started, yeah. I started yeah. doing it on my own. I remember I posted one time in my story and I was like, I'm coaching now. And I had like 15 clients in like three days. And I was like, Oh no, I can never post wow. about this again. Cause that's a lot of people. And you were just starting. That is. Yeah. And so I did it on my own for a year. And then, uh, my coach was Paul Rabella and I was like, Hey, what would I have to do to be a coach on the team? And he was like, if my wife says you're in, you're in kind of thing. And then I, I worked there for four years, worked for him for four years and just went back out on my own. Awesome. So I wanted to have you on today because I know that you've um, just recently had a baby. So congratulations. And um, it sounds like you, if I'm doing the math right again, you started competing before you had your first child, Pearl, is that correct? correct? Okay. So tell us about how your competition journey, like how you had a child and then you also had a postpartum journey. Can you kind of give us a little bit of a timeline with all that? that all played out? When I was pregnant with my daughter in 2016, which would have been two years into competing, uh, I I kept all my training and stuff the same through that pregnancy. I obviously, as your belly grows, you change, you know, how you lift a little bit, but I was just determined, like when I got pregnant, I remember so many people saying like, your body is never going to be the same. And they were like, happy about that. And something about that was just like when my husband told me I couldn't compete. I was just going to say other women (laughs) telling me my body wouldn't be the same. I was like, I am going to show them. And so probably quicker than I should have. I got right back into like training and nutrition and everything. And I stepped on stage. I think it was eight months postpartum. Oh, wow. Uh, with my daughter. And I looked good. I mean, I should have given it a little more time because your abdomen just doesn't quite go flat that quick postpartum. Yeah. Um, and then I just kept competing. I competed in, so that would have been 17, 18. I think I did three shows. And then 2019, I think I did like nine or 10 shows. I was just Whoa. like, and I kept <laughs> Yeah. And it was like, it was fun. I kept, I think almost every show in 2019, I was getting first place and I kept being in that overall and it just like sparked me. I still haven't gotten an overall yet, uh, but I kept being like right there, almost having it. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I did at this instant of all of that, um, I did a national show, which I got last call outs, which was like, okay, Kaylee, you need to take some off season. Like by the time I got to the national stage, I had lost so much muscle. I just dieted for too long that year, yeah. um, which was a good lesson for me. 
Um, and then I really got in the thick of coaching. I had a lot of clients, um, you know, I had over a hundred clients for a pretty long period of time in 2020 and 21. And so I just focused, I got into a prep, um, right before I got pregnant with my son. So I was in prep again in what would that be? 20 beginning of 22, I think. Okay. Um, and about a month out, I had to have hand surgery, um, and through all of this as well, I've had six breast surgeries. And so like wow. a month out from my show in 2022, I needed hand surgery. Like I couldn't cross my fingers. I was losing like any mobility in my hand and I needed another breast surgery. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to call it. Like it was hard after prepping for that long, but it was the right thing to do. And they happened oh. to catch, I had a thyroid disorder. I have Hajimoto's uh, and hypo, hypothyroid. Um, so they caught all of that in that mix, which then I was able to get pregnant because I didn't know I had a thyroid issue. We okay. had been trying for two years and yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So as far as your postpartum journey, you said that you basically stepped on stage at eight after eight months postpartum. So can mm-hmm. you kind of walk us through like did you breastfeed what did that look I like did. I breastfed um, so right after I had her I went right into a reverse diet okay because I I tracked macros probably till I was about six months pregnant and then I was like it kind of got to where it's like I'm gonna gain weight it, it was really hard the first time to watch my body change I I didn't handle it well and my body just puts on weight even though I was, I think I started, I was 130 pounds when I got pregnant with her and I ended at 175 pounds and I was like training every day, you know, five times a week, um, doing all the things. So I started a reverse diet just to make sure I was optimizing everything postpartum. Um, I breastfed for four and a half months. I didn't really, um, I don't think I did any cardio or anything during that time. And then when the breastfeeding stopped, I started a diet phase. So I dieted about three and a half, four months for that show. Okay. Um, and then I did another one a month after that. How was that with your breastfeeding and keeping your calorie counts, like where they needed to be with your, so I found that. that the biggest thing for me personally, and I find this with a lot of my clients, it's more about food selection and less about calories as a whole. Okay. So with my daughter, I didn't have any issues with milk supply. Um, I did the second time. And so I would add in things like oatmeal, you know, foods that are supposed to be known to help with milk production. Again, the second time was a little harder because I have my thyroid disorder, which it, it just threw every, I, I didn't breastfeed as long with my son this time. Um, but yeah, so I breastfed with her four and a half, you know, and honestly, I wish I would have done it longer. And I think I could have went through almost all my prep breastfeeding. Um, but I had this mindset where like, I needed to get my body back. And I thought I needed to start supplements, you know, cause at that time I was still thinking that like supplements were going to make or break my physique and my prep, uh, which yeah. now I know <laughs> that's not true. Not true. Uh, yeah. But at the time I thought it was, you know, I, I really needed that sure. pre-workout and you know, every, all these things I didn't even need to, to take and waste money on, but, um, but my, you know, things went, it, it was, it's crazy to think now, but I just, at that time I worked outside of the home at a nursing home. I just set up a really good schedule. Like I would, my husband's very supportive. 
of me, you know, competing. So what I would do is I would the night before get all of my food prepped, ready to go. Um, I would lay out my clothes for the gym, my daughter's clothes for daycare, and then have like my work clothes ready. I would set an alarm, get up, go to the gym and either do my lifting or do some of my cardio, come back, get myself ready for work, get my daughter ready for daycare. And then I would take her to daycare, take myself to work. I had an hour lunch break. So on that hour, I would either lift or finish any cardio that I had left, get her from daycare after work. If at that point, depending on, you know, because depending on what party prep you're in depends on, you know, how much cardio you have. Sometimes I would have to take her to the gym with me to finish whatever I didn't have complete, um, which she loved. They had a daycare there and she would just play um, or, you know, they would hold her, I guess I'm thinking of when she was older, but, um, and then I would go home and just do it all over again. (laughs) And I just, like, it just, it put me in this routine, how I didn't burn myself out and how I even made it through. I like thinking about doing that a second time now, I'm just like, how did I do that? (laughs) But I, (laughs) but I did, and I really enjoyed doing it. (laughs) It's amazing how you can find the time you realize like when you're busy, how, how much time you actually have that you, if you really are intentional about it. Um, and I think it's so key to, to get things done before little heads are awake and, um, like on breaks when you can do it. I mean, I did the same thing as well when I was working, um, teaching. So I totally get it. So as far as your, um, you mentioned supplements, so you didn't take any kind of like fish oils or even probiotic or multivitamin while you were breastfeeding. No, I, I only took my, my prenatal. Okay. Uh, this time around I've taken, um, again, I just took a prenatal, um, like a hair, skin and nails for postpartum and creatine mm-hmm. outside of that, even in general, I don't use a lot of supplements. I just, I used to use a ton and anymore I try to really get what I can from food. Yeah, definitely. So do you have, um, now that you've had your son, what was your kind of regimen after you had him, um, like with working out and food and everything? And I don't know for better or for worse different, but with my son, uh, I put on more weight. So I ended this pregnancy at 190 pounds. Okay. Granted, I have much more muscle than I did. Um, everyone says I looked smaller this pregnancy, but I felt a lot bigger, but I have a lot, like I put on a ton of water retention, um, at the end of my pregnancy. So this time, right after I had him, cause I actually tracked macros almost to the end of having my son, which with my daughter, I had, you know, stopped and I, started dieting right after like, you know, being in a calorie deficit right after I had my son. Um, and I'm down now, let's see, he's six months old today and I'm at like 145. So I feel like I have another pounds. like 10 pounds before I'm kind of at my pre-pregnancy weight. Um, okay. I'm not doing any cardio right now. I'm back into training like regular now. I had a really hard time this time, like having the time. Like I know I have the same amount of time, but I don't know if it's age cause I'm 38. So I'm older. It's a second kid. Um, I mean, work-wise I'm not busier cause I work from home and I can kind of choose, you know, how, how big my client load is and things like that. But I had a little bit more postpartum depression this time 
time around. And I think it's just maybe age could be my thyroid. I struggled really bad with um, milk supply this time. I only breastfed till he was three months old and I tried every food. I tried lots of calories. I tried supplements that I, cause with thyroid, I couldn't have fenugreek, which is like one of the main things for milk production. So it was a whole thing. And finally I just, I got so exhausted with just trying and then feeling like I was failing cause I couldn't produce enough. Um, so yeah, it's a little different this time. I didn't train quite as soon. Like I think when I had my daughter, I was training like a week after, like my doctor had cleared me. I didn't have any complications with delivery, but I was just so like, I don't know, I was ready to go and ready to prove everybody wrong. And this time, I think it's because I know I can go right back to where I was. So I don't have this urgency and this thing to prove because I know I can get there where the first time you don't know, like you don't actually know if you can get it back and what's going to happen. So I think that's probably some of why I just didn't like take it quite so hard postpartum this time in terms of trying to get my body right back. Yeah. So you mentioned that you kind of track macros throughout the entire pregnancy. So I think a lot of times Mm -hmm. people have a bit of a misunderstanding about like how many more calories you're supposed to have when you are pregnant. And then, um, yeah, yeah. You don't have to eat for two. (laughs) (laughs) By the end of pregnancy, I was having 500 more calories than my pre-pregnancy, which is not a ton. And you only, you, I might get these wrong right now, but I think, I think first trimester, you don't even really have to up them. And then second trimester, like two to 300. And then, but it really is it, all of that on paper there's, but it depends on if you were in a reverse when you started and you got pregnant, you may never have to even up your calorie amount. You know what I mean? If, if you're under eating, then obviously you would. So a lot of that is per person. But my main concern was I get very busy and I, it's not that I forget to eat because I love food, but I just get busy and keep telling myself I'll stop and eat. And then I don't. So I wanted to make sure I was getting in enough protein for the development of my son, uh, make sure I had enough energy, make sure I wasn't under eating fats either. So for me, and I, I just like the control of it. Like some people are like, I don't want to count macros forever, where I'm one of those people where I, I just genuinely enjoy it. I like knowing, I guess, that I'm checking off the boxes and that I'm having enough nutrition in a day. Yeah. So with that, um, kind of like, were you being guided by a coach at that point when you were pregnant? And no, I did that on my own. Yeah, I haven't. um, I always do my own nutrition and training. Um, Paul has done all of my preps since 2015. So after my first two shows, I hired him in 2015. Um, and he's been my prep coach every time, but just my general nutrition, I just take it over myself and my training. I've done my own training for quite a long time. So with your first pregnancy postpartum, you said that you got back to the gym after a week. So in terms of like abdomen, you know, and like, (laughs) so one, I, I don't know. The only thing I really pay attention to is like diastasis recti, like pelvic Mm -hmm. floor, didn't know her. Like, I don't know what I was doing. Um, I mean, I did only do like treadmill and upper body, but I know I'm pretty sure I got back into lower body at like three weeks postpartum, which I mean, everything was fine. I, yes, I could have hurt myself. Yes. It wasn't the smartest thing in the world, but I did it this time around. I knew a lot more. Um, so I obviously guided myself in a much safer realm. Um, but when you don't know, you don't know. And then once you do, you're like, oh, I could have hurt myself. 
but I didn't. So did you wait like six weeks ish or? Yeah, this time I waited six weeks and I only got into like a couple days. Um, and I actually, cause I had this time with this pregnancy, I, I had a lot, I had, um, bladder, rectal and uterine prolapse. So I went to a pelvic floor specialist for a couple months. Um, I started probably at like a week postpartum. I started doing pelvic floor strengthening stuff, but that's not, I don't, that's not working out. You know, that's like breath work and, but, and this time now my pelvic floor is much stronger than it's ever been after two kids, but I actually know about those things now. And a lot of it, (laughs) because I have had to research it for clients too, you know, even before I had my son, sometimes you just don't know anything until you have a client in a situation. And then you're like, okay, let me research this for you. And then we'll get, you know, we'll get a plan or whatever it is. Um, so yeah. yeah so tell us about easy. that. If somebody was, you know, postpartum and they need to address that, what is the best step in trying? To I would say floor? absolutely at your six, and I think it would be eight weeks if you, um, had a cesarean, have your doctor check you right there. Because my, my first pregnancy, I didn't even think to ask. And so at that check, when she's like, you're cleared for everything, I was like, can you check to see if I have any prolapse, which I already had thought I did because, um, if you have a uterine prolapse postpartum, it'll feel like you can, you can just feel that there's pressure. I, I knew something down there wasn't right. And so I was like, can you check? And then they'll tell you what degree it is. And then they will, you know, refer you to like a pelvic floor specialist for PT. Um, and then diastasis recti, you can, I mean, you can just Google like how to check diastasis recti or put it into YouTube and find a million videos on how to check if you have it. Um, Cause even if you don't have any pelvic floor issues, you definitely, I think a lot of women think like they'll just start doing crunches and doing core work, not realizing like the odds that somebody would have no diastasis recti after pregnancy is really slim. You're probably going to have some degree of it. And I had a little bit, I think I had like a two finger with this time. And so now it's completely closed. Um, wow. So I always like the first thing I do for any of my postpartum clients, because a lot of people are like, I want to get right back into it. I'm like, okay, well, instead let's do six weeks of pelvic floor work, wait till you're cleared. And then we can get in <laughs> to doing other stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So with sleep and new moms, like, do you have any advice as far as, I mean, what was that kind of like with having, you know, new babies and things like that? Man, so with my daughter, I got nine weeks maternity leave. So that was nice. At the time I thought not enough, but that was great. I, <laughs> I literally, if she was sleeping, I would sleep or I would just sleep when I wanted this time around when you work for yourself at that time, I, I still worked for Pro Physique, but there's no maternity leave. I was working. I had my son at 8 p.m. And by 8 a.m., I'm laying in my hospital bed with my son answering client check-ins because you can't have a client pay and be like, hey, I'm going to take a couple months off. You're going to yeah. keep paying me. <laughs> exactly. It just doesn't work that way. And there was nothing that we could come to an understanding company-wise for me to get any time off. So I was like, I'll just do it. I'll figure it out. And so I did. But I think that led to the postpartum depression being worse and just it, it caused it, I got really, really run down. Um, you know, I still answered all the check-ins same day and I still made everything happen, but I was like, I would wake up sometimes my son would wake up to eat and I would just sit in bed and cry and be like, I oh. please let me like, I just need a little bit. Like, I really think like I, I, it was, it was wild for about 
probably a month. I just wasn't, he was up every two hours and, and you know, then I was working. So I would, would do is I would wake up, do like two hours of work. If he was sleeping, I would just go lay in bed with him and sleep, get up. That way I was getting all my work done, but just trying, like it was just broken sleep. I mean, it mm. was until he was three months old that I got a full night's sleep. Cause at that point I told wow. my husband, I'm like, you've got the baby tonight. He's on formula now. And when, when I was, I think it was four or six weeks postpartum when I was still breastfeeding, I wasn't, I just wasn't producing a lot, but I, for like three days would just save just a little bit of milk and stored it. And I was told my husband, I'm like, I like, I don't feel great. I need a full night's rest. So I got enough milk where he could bottle feed him through the night. That day he falls off an eight foot roof and breaks his foot. Oh my God. And oh my so God. then I had to bathe my husband, bring him all of his food meals, everything. And oh, I was like, wow. no, he's going to get a full night's sleep. Like postpartum just threw oh. everything at me this time. So that's why I was like, Man. you know, I could get my body back in eight months this time. But I think I'm just going to take it easy. And the funny thing is, I mean, I'm six months in and I'm only 10 pounds off. So I'll probably be, you know, because back in 2016, stage lean was much different than now. So I'll probably be right yeah. back to where I was with my daughter without rushing myself into it. Yeah, that's crazy. So what does he do? <laughs> Is he a roofer? <laughs> no, no, I wanted um, a really big outdoor greenhouse. And so he built that for me for Mother's Day. My son was born, let's see, April 16th. So for Mother's Day, I wanted this big enclosed greenhouse so he was finishing the roof part stapling um netting or like screen on top mm -hmm. and he fell through jeez <laughs> oh, that's crazy yeah. well <laughs> um yeah when you mentioned that part about the um maternity leave when you're an online coach I had two of my coaches that I mentor they were pregnant last year and it was like it, I mean, I can like kind of cover their check-ins, but it's, it's kind of a, a weird job in the fact that there's not yeah. like really a way that you can actually work out maternity leave that you actually are yeah. really off, yeah. um, unfortunately, but yeah, that's interesting that you kind of ran into the same thing. Um, so do you have any advice for moms um, in terms of just like raising kids and kind of making the whole prep life work and things like that. I think, you know, if you, if you're in it when they're born, like my kids are born into it. Uh -huh. So I feel like that's an easier scenario. Like if, if you're already into fitness or you're already into prep life and you have kids, they just grow up knowing no different. Like my daughter, if I say I'm working out in the garage, she is on the leg press. Like she just, she said, and she is just like, mom. And sometimes, even I'm like, I don't feel like working out. She's like, come on, let's go out to the gym and work out. She'll steal my rice cake. She loves broccoli. You know, I mean, she likes cookies too, but they That's don't, adorable. it's just part of their life. Like she's watched me literally her whole life weigh my food. She's never asked me about it. She never tries to weigh her own food. She never even has asked me why I, I do. It's just like, that's what mom does. Like, it's what she thinks. Or she probably goes to her friend's house and be like, hey, mom, her mom doesn't weigh her food. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if, if it's not, um, slow integrations into things, you know, because you can't, if you already have a seven year old and all of a sudden you want to get healthier and have, you know, prep, 
you switch their regular ketchup for reduced sugar ketchup and I don't know what's going to happen, but my daughter <laughs> tastes regular ketchup. Now she's like, mom, this kind of tastes weird. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like she's just grown up with the other healthier alternatives, but um, advice is just, it helps a lot if you have support, um, which I do feel like my, I, I'm married, but my husband travels for work. So he's gone most of the time, Monday through Friday or Monday okay. through Thursday. Um, uh -huh. And you just have to be really good at pockets of time. You know, I mean, the odds that I can get all of my cardio, well, I'm not doing cardio, but that I could do a bunch of cardio and train at the same time, probably not going to happen, but I can split it up into chunks, you know, do my training at one point, do my cardio at another point. Um, we all eat like, because I, I don't cook really like I cook, but I like meal prep cook. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a difference. It's like microwave, yeah, microwave so, vegetables or yeah. So usually what we do is like, my daughter just loves like plain chicken or plain beef or whatever. Cause she's, you know, grown up. So like I'll make her Mac and cheese. Cause that's probably her favorite food. And then I'll just pair it with like some broccoli and some chicken. And she's super excited about it. So I guess she probably eats really great. plain, which sounds great. sad out loud, but, um, she, she does eat a lot of chicken nuggets and Mac and cheese. So I guess she's she's doing okay. Yeah. She's normal seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned a leg press. Do you have a gym in your house and does that help you quite a bit? Yeah, it does. We built a full gym when I was pregnant with my daughter. I trained in a, a public gym, probably maybe seven months. And the amount of, and it was always a man that would come up and ask me if it was safe or if I should be doing that or, and I just got so sick of it. That yeah. I told my husband, I'm like, I have to have a home gym because I'm just going to end up snapping on somebody. And so we just slowly acquired equipment. Uh, so we'll just wait till like a gym will be going out of business and have a bunch of, you know, or like Facebook marketplace or um, COVID. We, we got a lot of equipment during that time because a bunch of people bought it and they didn't want it. <laughs> and so then they... They would sell it cheap, you know, everybody who like made home gyms and then didn't use them. But we just slowly mm -hmm. add to it. I, I've been going back to a gym now because I feel like when there's people around, I do push harder. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like I'm proving to invisible people, you know, who aren't even looking at me at the gym that I, you know, <laughs> I can lift. Uh, so I've been back in a, a regular gym now, but we do have a full gym if I need it. It's nice. Yeah. So is there any questions or any things that you want to share with the audience before we hop off? Um, maybe questions that I didn't ask you that you thought would be helpful. Can't think of any, just any, anybody who's postpartum, like give yourself some grace. Don't be like Kaylee, her first child. Like there's like, it's not a timeline. It's not a competition. I know for me when, especially when I am pregnant, just because my body just puts on weight, it's hard. You'll always see somebody on social media who only gained like 10 or 15 pounds, who like still looks all but belly like a competitor, or like they lift. And it's, it can be really hard. Sometimes it's easy to look at them and think uh, you did something wrong, or you should have done it differently. And then afterwards, our bellies and our bodies are just not what we remember, but it really does go back. It just takes time, just, you know, one day at a time. And then a year postpartum, we'd be like, okay, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> Yeah. Do you feel like when you competed before you're pregnant and then after, was there any sort of difference, anything that changed other than obviously your routine definitely changed when you were prepping? Um, 
I looked way better. I look way better now. The times I've stepped on stage postpartum after my yeah. daughter, I look way better. Um, I don't know if that's like just, you know, muscle maturity. I yeah. would assume yeah. my hips probably got a little bigger, you know, just from having kids, but I look way better on stage now, you know, than I ever did before. But the, the criteria has changed a little too, you know, more muscle, leaner. So even though I, I think that I don't, and when I got into competing, like I didn't have, like, I was definitely one of those like cardio CrossFit girls. It was just like, oh, I can do bodybuilding. Like, I didn't even know. Like I would dumbbell press like 10 pounds. Like, oh, it's so hard. I like think I, it, was, it was a different sport though in 2014. The yeah. look was way different. Yeah. It 100%. was a maintainable beach body back then. Now it's, it's not for top level. It is not a maintainable beach body. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think I just looked better, but I, I lifted through my entire pregnancies, you know, and we, you just slowly gain muscle over time. Nice. Well, thank you so much for your time being on today. I really appreciate you sharing all those nuggets and, um, is there a way that people could reach out or say thank you for being on the podcast? Um, what are some ways that we can find you? I always answer all my Instagram DMs. So Cupcake Muscle, if you ever have a question or need anything, I I do answer all my, eventually answer all my DMs. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate it. This is uh, your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Anger, signing off. Thanks for listening, guys.